Hi, this is Rosie. Welcome back to our continuing story of Marcy's experience fostering her four-month-old baby girl. She takes us back almost eight years to the day she received the call to foster her. What a dream come true. Let's cut over and listen to more of the story. What did it feel like when you got her? What was... Initially? Yeah. Oh, it was so awesome. Um, as I mentioned, I was at a I was at a leadership retreat and I could not wait to get home. Um, because again, it had been such a passion of mine. Um, I was so excited. From the time that I got licensed until my placement, mm-hmm. it took a while. It was some it was probably two months. And I remember calling my worker and saying, You you don't do you have any children yet? Seriously, <laughs> yeah. because I just wanted to do it. I, right. I was so I was so passionate about it and so excited about it that, you know, when she called, I was like, yes, absolutely. What time? What time do you want to meet me at my home? You know, I had prepared the room. I, I right. had, you know, everything literally clothes. Well, well, you didn't know exactly. What- I didn't know exactly. But obviously you can buy neutral things. Right. right? I knew again or what, what, size? what my preference. Yeah. Yep. Your I age. knew I knew I wanted you know, um, I knew I wanted a, a smaller child, a baby. And mm-hmm. so it, I was able to get a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with that, I remember the day that she was placed, I literally, so I had, um, I had a stroller, I had a car seat. I'll go back to when you asked me about, you know, that conversation with my workplace, if they knew. Mm-hmm. Yes, they knew. They actually threw me a baby shower. Oh, how yes, wonderful. Yes, they did. Um, at the time, I... Um, it, my scope at work, I had three departments that reported up to me and all three of them gave me three different baby oh showers. So I had lots of you stuff already. Of I stuff. did. I had a lot of support oh, and everyone knew how beautiful. excited I was about it. So I had like the big, I had like the major things, right? And the room was already ready. Obviously I couldn't buy too much of the clothing because mm-hmm. I didn't know if it would be a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. But I remember when the day she was placed running out to the store and just, you know, getting the things that I hadn't had. And that's so fun. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh my goodness, you know, yay, right. I get to finally start. <laughs> Right. this process um did you come with anything they typically they typically don't mm-hmm. um again because it's usually on an emergent basis right they don't give the bio parents um the opportunity to pack up right it's what just- they typically ask for is a few you know maybe a toy that they like maybe something that soothes them mm-hmm. um one or two outfits and you know if it's a baby if they have pampers that but with the agency my agency in particular i can only speak for my agency but i'm pretty sure most agencies do this they have care bags already made up mm-hmm. at the agency mm-hmm. um and they label them by um uh, uh, age. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They label them by age, so they typically have like toothbrush, um, you know, clothes appropriate for that age, socks, that kind of thing. Um, they'll give you a whole bag of diapers and wipes, uh-huh. so they kind of give you what they think you need to get started, especially if the placement is later in the evening. Okay. What about pediatrician? So um, I hadn't had one, mm-hmm. um, but because I work in healthcare, okay. I knew that I wanted it to be, you know, it wasn't hard. Okay. It wasn't hard for me because I work in healthcare. Okay. Um, the children, as you know, typically come with a pediatrician because they have to have one when they're born. And so my daughter being placed with me at four months, 
she had a pediatrician that was following with the biological mom. Um, and we did go to see that pediatrician one time. Okay. And then after that, I kind of just adopted my own, you know, okay. um, pediatrician and, you know, started the standard of care the way that I wanted to. Okay. Um, what kind of medical coverage does the, does a foster child have? So they come with the state coverage. Um, and so you're able to, you know, you can go wherever that coverage is um, accepted. You can pick whatever, you know, they don't dictate to you um, where you need to go. You, especially because a lot of foster parents already have their own children. Okay. So obviously just to keep it, uh, you know. Consistent. Consistent um, and, you know, not be so much of a hassle. They typically just kind of have their foster children see the same pediatrician and the same doctors. For okay. me, because I didn't have biological children prior, I just, again, it was just easy because I work in healthcare. Right. But it's, they're covered for everything. They really are. Okay. They are. Yes, they are. Is, what is it called? Is it Medicaid? Is it Medicaid? It's Medicaid. It is. They it all is Medicaid? Are, yeah, it okay. is. Yep. Absolutely Medicaid. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So they're covered. That's great. Yes. That's great. Um, you get social worker visits regularly yes. as the foster, yes. West foster parents? Yes, yes, yes. They are very regular. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, let me just say um, with that question, it, it brings me to... You know, the process can seem very invasive, mm. very much so. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say that because it can almost be very off-putting, mm -hmm. but you have to understand, you know, anyone that follows stories of foster care, you'll see so many stories of children who are placed in homes mm -hmm. uh, with foster parents who abuse them even more than what they were being removed from. So it's very invasive because it needs to be. Mm -hmm. The home study that I talked about, mm -hmm. I mean, they will ask every question under the sun, mm -hmm. you know, and they they're looking for transparency. Mm -hmm. They're looking for you to just be open and honest, but they're trying to gauge, obviously, you know, something from it's no different than an interview. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you can only get so much from it. Right. But they will ask every question to try to get you to understand, uh, try to so that they can have an understanding okay. of the type of person that you are. And I mentioned that they will, you know, your home study can last a few months. They'll come out a few times and they may ask repeat questions to make sure you answer it the same way that you answered it the first time and that you, you haven't, you know. And so it really is. And they'll tell you up front, you know, we'll have to tell you we're going to dig into you know, your life, I was pretty boring. <laughs> so there wasn't much to uncover. This is with good. Me. No, no, that's but boring is good for this. Boring is good. Right. right. But you know, there are families who have a lot to unpack. Right. And so they really the home study is the intention is to try to unpack some of that. So they have a great understanding mm -hmm. of your family dynamic, mm -hmm. and what that's going to look like for mm -hmm. a child that's placed in your home. Okay. And so, um, they follow it up with, because once your home study is complete, you never see that person who conducted your home study again. Okay. That is their job, right? And so once a child is placed with you, you as a foster parent get assigned a worker. The child that is placed with you gets assigned a separate worker. So they give you two separate workers so it doesn't seem like it's a conflict of interest, oh, right? Okay. If I'm having a problem, if I have a concern, I reach out to my worker, mm -hmm. right? If there's a concern with the child, that would go with the child's worker. Okay. So you're really working with two people. Okay. They both come to your home to visit. However, the child's worker comes to your home monthly. Okay. Your worker is only coming to your home maybe 
once a quarter. Mm-hmm. And that's just to say hi and, you know, maybe walk around the home. That That's really a short visit. Okay. But your child's worker will come at least, I'll say at least, for, in my case, it was only once a month. But I am aware that there are agencies that will visit more. And if the need presents itself for whatever reason, they will absolutely visit more. And I'm sure you didn't raise any concerns. I didn't. Right? I was there were so... no, like, lights that went off. No. But had there been... Mm-hmm. The worker for the child might have mm-hmm. come once a week. Correct. But are they ever unannounced? They are not on in my in my situation. I've never had an unannounced. Okay. No. Okay. No. I think they considered me like the. You were like it was like oh she's you're the dream she is just yeah because I never my worker in particular right. I never had any concerns yeah you know she's retired now um, I remember her name um, first name was Diana so I. You know, when she was retiring and she came to my home for the last time, I was like, I'm going to miss you, Miss Diana. And she was like, you were just so <laughs> lovely to have because I never really needed, you know. And but I understand there are families that, you know, probably talk to their worker once every other day. Right. It's just, you know, it's really about what the need is. Right. But they are there. That's good. They are there. That is what they're there for. Um, the child's worker will come once a month. They do come into the home because they want to see you in your space. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's, you don't really have to like sit down and, well, you do. But for me, it was, you know, my worker in particular wanted to get it out the way. So she would come at seven in the morning as we were getting ready. And that worked for me okay. as well as we were getting ready for um, work and school. And so, you know, we'd be standing in the kitchen and I'm making lunch and we're talking and she's talking to my daughter. And, you know, it was kind of one of those things. They uh-huh. kind of want to see you in, in your, your element, in action, right? right? In action and how you are engaging yeah. and what that looks like. So it worked well for us. Um but they do. They have to do their checks um, legally. They have to make sure they're documenting that they did see the child once a month, mm-hmm. um, at least. And, um, you know, they don't stay for long. Again, yeah. it's a, all about need. If you have a need, they absolutely can. But right. it's really just, you know, the in, the intent is to kind of have a short check-in right. to make sure everything is good. Okay, yep. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with knowing that the child can be taken away? <laughs> Because can they be taken away? Oh, absolutely. And I know you didn't have that worry probably because you were doing such a good job. No, I had the worry. Yeah. So so tell me. Excuse Mm -hmm. me. I guess here's my question being naive about this. Yes. Because this is a learning process for me too. Yes. If the biological parent wants the child back Mm -hmm. in the back of your mind, is that in the back of your mind while you're fostering? Every single moment of every day. For me, not knowing anything about the foster care system, I'm so pleased to hear there is so much oversight by the agency and that the social worker can exercise discretion over how much supervision is needed based on each individual case, thus freeing up time to allot to other families who need more assistance from their social worker. The gnawing question regarding giving the child back at some point must be so unnerving. How do you allow yourself to love a child knowing they may be returned to their rightful biological parents? Please like and subscribe. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at WDYFLL, the podcast.